This week on the Push Wallace podcast, we've got a double bout of protein bars on our review. And we talk about intuitive eating, intuitive lifting, and what we think about it. Two, one. I don't think I've got the COVID down. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, Bob? I'm all good, mate. Thank you. Um, I do not have a COVID. I've had two tests in the last, what's it been, eight, nine days, but I've got to do another one tomorrow as well. Brilliant. Nice. Yeah, you've got to do your um, return, sure. you? I've got to I do my one, day two. I did one yesterday because I've had a bit of a scratchy throat and a cough. And then... Oh, um, God. Because, yeah, apparently that's the thing to do now. Because obviously, if you just have a little scratchy throat and a cough, you can't possibly have just feeling slightly under the weather. You know, you've defi- defi- definitely got COVID. Um, you have to t- test for COVID. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> you have to test. So doing the little lateral throat tests is always lovely. Don't know. Don't know how accurate they are anyway. What, like- I'll tell you what, right. The woman in Dubai that did mine, fuck me. She touched my brain. I swear to God. My <laughs> the one in the UK was like, fine. It did a little mouth swab, then up the nose. And I was like, oh, that's fine. I don't know why people moan about that. Oh my God, the one in Dubai. She went, I, she wasn't going to stop. She just kept going and going and going and going. I was like, oh my God, this really hurts. Um, but wasn't quite as thorough, the one in Dubai. It was a bit more like shoved it up and then down again. I was like, whereas... The UK one was five right. seconds at the back, each side, twizzle, ten seconds twizzle, twizzle, up the nose. Twizzle, 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 yeah. yeah. So that was quite amusing um, to see the differences. But in Dubai, everything, you can have pretty much anything you want delivered to your house. So like she came to the house. <laughs> you, you can have she any came... result you like. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. She, so she came, to the house to, she came to the house to do it. Like, you know, in the UK, you'd never get that. You would never get that, that service. So she came yeah. to the house to do it. But not only that, you can get like fuel delivered to your house. They come around in a big truck and they fuel your car up for you like you don't have to go to the petrol station like weird like yeah you hail it on an app it's on an app go i want this cost the same as well as like the petrol station it's not like any more expensive or anything mm. wow crazy isn't it? that is yeah, that is weird, crazy whereas like we always like oh we, yeah you need to stop off there which service station will you stop off at and you're like, yeah no. like, it's it's crazy it's a crazy world and they drive like fucking maniacs over there <laughs> yeah so you had your uh your week-long blessing of being a Dubai fitness influencer, didn't you? That was your, I your, did, yeah. your training I week. And I, and I really didn't see any sort of influencers or anything like that. Oh, no, I tell you what I did see. In the gym, was training next to me doing bicep curls like I was. Bakary Sagner. There you go. Oh, really? Old, yeah, he came uh... in and I was just like, I was like, I was like, I was like that's Bakary, looks just like Bakary Sagner. And then I was stood there for a second, I was like, it is Bakary Sagna. I was like, went on his Instagram and he's in Dubai. Oh, interesting. Because he, he yeah. I, th- I don't know whether he still does, but he was one of our friend James Ralph's clients. I'm assuming he's not anymore because he's, I don't know, know whether he's playing football much anymore. Oh, he doesn't play anymore. Yeah. No, I think he's doing work yeah. for, I think he was doing work with Qatar and the Middle East. Uh, I was doing some work in the Middle East around getting football out there. I think what with the World Cup in Qatar and stuff. Um, but yeah, I was like looking at him, I was like, that's definitely him. And it was him. And you I mean, know how you can tell the way, you know how you can tell the way a footballer trains, whether he's a footballer or not. The second he started training, I was like, that's back. Straight away. <laughs> straight away. Do you know how I knew? Because he was standing with one back, one dumbbell doing a bicep curl into a shoulder press. Bicep curl into a shoulder press. Standing with one dumbbell. Everything Ralphie tells him to. Yeah. 
gone out the window, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it was like, oh, that was him. So yeah, I didn't really see any of the, I saw a few of the fitness people who are quite big in fitness, like bodybuilders and stuff who were there in the gym um, that we went to. But I didn't really see much of the, the like the flashy nature of Dubai. We just didn't really go to those areas and stuff. I went to the big like mall and stuff like that. Um, but obviously, because I'm planning on living there, it was like one of those things where it was like, I want to go and see what it's like to like have a normal week. So like I wanted to see what it was like going to the gym, going to the supermarket, just generally living life day to day and stuff. And um, surprisingly, not hugely different. Again, I think it gets made out to be like, well, yeah, if you go on holiday for a week, you're going to see the sights and the sounds and the, you're going to see all the flashy people and all that sort of stuff because that's where they go. But when you actually go there, you realize that it's just really like living normal life, just a bit warmer. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there's still all the normal things you can do um, and stuff like that, which was which was quite good. Um, and, yeah, it was weird. It was like 41 degrees. But to me, I, I would assume that would be like unbearable. But you don't really stay out in the sun very long because no one no. goes out in the sun at that temperature. So everywhere's air conditioned, everywhere's covered. You're never out in it for longer than like two minutes. The worst experience is definitely getting in the car after it's been left out in the sun for an hour. That's one of the worst experiences over there. Yeah. But other than that, it was um, it was all good. It was all good. And like the morning and evening weather was actually really, really nice to sit out in. Um, and I forgot what it feels like to feel warm, but not have the sun <laughs> coming down. Like in the UK, the only time you're going to be warm is when the sun is just beaming What's at that? you. Whereas it was quite nice to for the sun to not be out, but it's like morning or evening, but it feel warm. It feels nice. It feels nice. It feels nice. Quite like it. Decent, um, yeah. So I can't. I can't week. wait. So I've got an excuse to go there. I've never been, and uh, yeah, and I get to go visit. That'd be fun. That's it, mate. That's it. Hopefully, not too long. Not too long, anyway. It'll be uh, exactly. Hopefully, we'll get it sorted. Then, we'll see. Then, then, then we can tag team me and you versus Mike and Sook. At the old I mean, golf. that's a severe so... handicap for Suck. <laughs> it would have to be you and Mike versus me and Suck for it to be anywhere near somewhat fair. Um, but apparently over that, there, they're really apparently over there, they're really um, they're really hot on slow play. So Mike, like Mike, just wouldn't be able to play. Like, just wouldn't, play. <laughs> just wouldn't get anywhere. Um, but yeah, it's that's funny. hilarious. Yeah, no, that. Uh... Well, I mean, we could talk about it as uh, someone's asked a question about programming principles from moving away from pure bodybuilding into movement-based uh, exercise. And you did a little bit. Of, I literally just wrote after it, Mike, lol. Um, because you yeah. did you train you train him into functional, I'm using like inverted commas here, fitness. And then, well, the, the biggest thing you said uh, for Suk and Mike, obviously, as Dan being a person that has dipped into bodybuilding but never left his movement-based exercise behind is thoracic rotation. And yeah. uh, shockingly, what are the two pre prerequisites I say for every single human being to mobilize is your T-spine and your hips. Um, yeah. Shock. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, Mike did um, some of the function, more functional cardio fitness stuff. And actually... A lot of it is quite good because it's quite powerful. So these salt bikes and stuff are yeah. killing me on. And the same with the skier, yeah, bet, killing yeah. me on those. Um, and then it was one of those where we didn't do huge amounts of like the cardio side and stuff, but even the supersets, he was like getting gas quite quickly and stuff like that because again, just not the way he trains normally. But um, but no, it was good. And then like you said about the golf, it was it's funny watching someone with limited thoracic mobility trying to swing <laughs> golf club, um, which was quite, quite amusing, to be honest. But um 
yeah, no, it was. It, it's funny how I I don't know I don't know I'm bad to say this or what, but I always get labelled with like Laura says it to me all the time. She's like, oh, any sport you try, you're good at. You know, you just seem to be able to be okay at it. Like not like good, like good, good, but like I could pick up a tennis racket and probably I hit think, a tennis ball over a net, right? I it's think kind we're of, quite similar in that gauge. Like yeah, in, like in never, terms of like, like at school, I literally played for every fucking team. Because you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Tom will play them in the basketball team. I was like, I don't play basketball. Yeah, but you, you'll be able to do it, won't you? Rounders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it. It's like with it's like with cricket. Uh, you know, cricket, basketball, football, golf—they're all very different sports. But like, I'd like to think I could just pick pick them up every any time and be like, okay, cool, I can can do yeah, that and look look like I can look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Whereas some people are built for certain sports. So like Mike, for example football good fine you can do that um but then it comes to like the movement intricacies maybe of basketball and it's a little bit hand to not quite as 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 comfortable same with golf like not quite got the mobility whereas i always feel like for me like again the way we've trained the way i've always trained is it kind of allows you to be able to be mobile and good at most movements and requirements and that point you're not i'm very rarely limited by my mobility in anything i try and do like <laughs> yeah. it's my strength that lets me down massively um but <laughs> you know it's, it's it's one of those where it's like you can see that you've got the ability to do those things um which i think is really important really really important when it comes to i suppose anyone anyone looking to, to get stronger and lift and train well it should carry over to some degree um i think but yeah we'll talk about it in a bit because uh, old, we had an old little question, didn't we? Um, right. Dubai was fun, lovely. Was there any weird stuff that you had to do? Eat? Did Mike make you do any weird things? No, not really. Oh. No, didn't have to eat any crazy things. There's not really any crazy things over there to there, eat. Uh, yeah, I know. There's not, there's not, it's not like, yeah, crazily exotic kind of jungle territory that you're going to get like, oh, yeah, we, we all eat like wichity grubs. Do we? All right. Yeah, okay, it's not cool. like that, mate. It's not like that. <laughs> you just can't get bacon, obviously, which is a bit of a, uh, ooh, a, a crying that. shame. Yeah, a bit of a crying <laughs> shame. So they do like veal bacon over there. Veal bacon. Is that, that's their oh. thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was good. Um, can't move for a camel over there either, can you? Can't move for a camel. <laughs> yeah, Everybody's so riding many, camels. Everywhere. <laughs> just everywhere riding camels. Um, but yeah, what else do I, I had a Cinnabon cheesecake. Oh, fucking Cinnabon. Nice. Fucking hell. We're missing a trick over the UK. We're not having Cinnabon, you know. Fuck me. We, do, so we do have one. Do we? Where there, is it? there is one in Bond Street Station. No, it's closed down. It, it closed down ages it ago. It closed down, did it? It closed down ages ago because I remember it was there. So I went once to get one, got one, went back again about a month later and it closed down. Shit. Because I know there is, yeah. there's a donut shop in Bond Street. Maybe it's the same where it was. I'm not too sure. It I thought it was around the corner next to next to yeah. McDonald's. It used to be around the little corner. It was a little little yeah. tiny shop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Obviously, it's probably still not there. But it's weird because considering um, now, in this is fast food news, <laughs> Wendy's is coming back to the UK. Like it's coming back to London because they tried to they tried to do it about 20 years ago. I think and failed, but they're apparently they're coming. I was like, great. Apparently, like Wendy's milkshakes are the best. And I love, I, I prefer Wendy's than Burger King, 100%. McDonald's mm. is a diff, completely different burger. It's like a, but yeah, you got to be in a mood for it. But Wendy's is good. I like Wendy's. Um, but also there's one street just off Baker Street as well that you can get like, there's a Taco Bell, there's a Baskin Robbins, there's a Dunkin' Donuts. Pretty sure Wendy's has got to go down there. It must be like just American stuff street. Like Dunkin'. Okay. Like Dunkin'. There are, 
I've just I've just checked. There are Cinnabons in the UK. Okay. There are. I'm, I'm, there's one in ran, completely random places that you would never ever think <laughs> they would be, and this they are be in like apparently in they're in Esso, like Esso petrol stations. No, not even there. One of them, Hayes. Hayes. That's outside wow. London. Esso yeah. service station. There's one. Um, Uxbridge. Cinnabon in Esso service station. How strange. And then there's one in Asda in Walsall. There's well, one. What, what riveting podcasting this is. <laughs> well, hey, I'm just letting people know if they want one. one in Leeds in a BP service station. They're all in service stations. That's really strange. Uh, and they are all, a lot of them are up north, Manchester, Liverpool way. How strange is that? I'm going to Manchester on the weekend. Maybe, maybe we have to go. Exciting, that. but yeah, that one in London closed down. Really annoying. Anyway, uh, carry on. As you were. <laughs> I forgot my chain of thought, but um, yeah, we're gonna go. Let's, let's do some protein bars, mate. Might as well. Oh Bye. yes. Right. Um, oh yeah. By the way, you know the uh, that brand that we like, what I like, the one of one of bars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, I tagged them, um, and they watched. <laughs> they, they listened to the show last time. Um, and then they were they were like I was like lovely. Apparently we said they were vegan when they're not. I don't think I remember. I think I think it got misconstrued because we were both talking over each other and you were trying a vegan bar at the same time. Um, yeah. They were like, oh really? Yeah, awesome. Thanks for the review. Blah blah blah. Um, and uh, they were like, oh, let us know if any of your listeners want discount code or anything like that. So let me know. I guess. There you go. Um, <laughs> there you go. That's what any we're about. Or, yeah. Right. Like, um, uh, I think I think today's the day we try the quest. Oh fuck off! Uh, <laughs> today's the I, day. Can we have one quest and something else? Yeah, I think we should have two. But two. I think we need to we go to the quest. So I'm going to go quest first, just because why not? All right. Well, so the return of the quest bar. Remember, this used to be when we first joined the third space. This was like See, this was I remember having a box in my room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chocolate chip cookie dough ones. Oh, they haven't changed one bit. Not right. So, what have you got? Cinnamon roll. I've got chocolate chip cookie dough, which I thought was like the OG, right? I thought that was incredible. I used to look out for those big chunks. I thought, oh, look at it. It's just, it just looks like a like a brick. In between whatever you put between two bricks, that is what it is. Okay, Quest Bars. This is the OG of protein bars. Oh, and, good uh, lord. Good fucking hard. lord. They're awful. It is, it is hard. <laughs> oh, tastes awful too. Oh. See, wow, protein bars have come a long fucking way. Eight years ago, that was good. But, oh. Well, maybe I've been ruined because I had a Cinnabon cheesecake, but that's not a Cinnabon roll flavour. Why are they not made it better? They've tried, haven't they? They've made like a Quest Hero <laughs> bar. They've made like a different one, but... Weird. All right, um, two out of ten. I don't know. I mean, oh, right. So, how is that company still exist? I know. Oh, 
How do they still exist? They must do. have other things that they sell. They must do. Or they provide... Quest, or they got... Quest Nutrition. Okay. Maybe. Right, what, what, what is your second delight you're going to do? Oh, good Lord, that's awful. <laughs> so I might go for a... Um... I'm going to go for a little bit more of a snack-based one, okay? So right. I've got the one... Got... I re- you know what I really... I want. I really want to try the other Wanna bar that I have, because I know I it's you really wanna. good. Hey, I bet you Wanna. <laughs> um, um, but there's also... I've got a cookie and a carrot cake, which would be quite cool. And the rest I've got bar, barish. I've got the outright s'mores peanut butter. Outright. I'm going to go for the carrot cake. Let's do that. I'm going to go for a PhD smart bar cake. What I remember, the out the outrights are the ones that are like nut butter based. They were quite slimy, right? I feel like it's 270 quite... calories. 270 yeah. calories for 15 grams of protein. Oh, that's, that's, that's yeah, not yeah. good. So yeah, the, by the way, well, the quest it's going to be hundred percent better than the quest. Two hundred, two hundred calories for I'm guessing twenty-one grams of protein. So in theory, the protein is good in the quest bar, but just don't do it. Um, yeah, I'm going PhD smart cake. Um, Fifteen grams of protein. Fifteen grams of protein in two hundred twenty-four calories. So, okay. The outright smalls is very, very nice, but it's just peanut butter, basically in a box. Yeah, I've, I've, from what I remember, I feel like it's they're quite. It feels like it's fatty, like mm. on the edge of it. Like, yeah, yeah, it looks quite good. Smells beautiful like taste, though, beautiful texture, but just not a protein bar. Mm. Really, I can't really taste the smalls in it either. It just tastes like peanut butter. Interesting. Um, so the, the PhD Smart Bar Carrot Cake, no, it's PhD Smart Cake. It tastes like um, not quite done cake. If you if hmm. you got a bit, what if you got a cake out five minutes too early? It okay. tastes slightly raw. Okay. Not a good bake off. This not a good bake. That starts tonight. Yeah. It's it. Oh, shit. But I haven't had dinner. Yeah, because you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It tastes, actually, it tastes a bit more like. Is there a, there's a crossover of carrot cake with uh, gingerbread? Or not? Yeah, they, a lot of them do that when they don't, not quite sure what the differences are. They, they just throw a bit of ginger yeah. in there and hope for the best. <laughs> that feels, that feels gingerbready. If I'm really yeah. honest, it feels like a, a, a slightly rawish, gooey gingerbread. Oh, but because I love carrot cake, so it's got some high standards to go towards. Mm. But yeah, not not too fantastic this week, mate. So you come back, we go to, and uh, one just yeah. reminiscing, why anything else, the quest bar. And then, um, yeah, that one, not too fantastic. So I think next week I'm having the one bar. Screw you. Yeah, you should. You deserve it after that, mate. <laughs> Not great. All right. A couple of topics then. I'd like us to just discuss. So we'll, we'll briefly, we'll do this now. So we'll briefly go over 
give ourselves like three minutes to tackle that topic because nice short one today. Not short one because 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 we've been away for two weeks um, or I had a week off where I do a short one. Um, but got a little question is go over the programming principles for moving away from pure bodybuilding training to movement based training. Um, I guess that's a thing. I don't know. I don't know what I say now. I say more athletic based training is what I tend to say instead of bodybuilding training. I don't know. Cause it's the way I put it is like, all right, for most people, if you're like, Oh, I do mainly bodybuilding. Um, yeah. Like what we just said, if we have, if you have no like qualms about, you don't ever want to step on stage and you're still doing bodybuilding training. I think that's a slight hindrance. You probably, it's probably not the best thing for you. And you can probably get equally as good as, or let's say upwards of 75% of the same results you have been doing, but feel, move better. And you probably play like some sort of recreational sport, then probably effort-based training and all that kind of capacity training is probably better for you. I get you might enjoy bodybuilding training, then crack on, absolutely fine, then go do it. But don't expect to be able to go and play football and basketball like and be good at it, basically. Um, the reason why you were good at it as a child, because guess what, PE class and playtime, you were doing all the basic movements and running around and lunging and change direction. That's why you were good at those things. You weren't doing, guess what, chest press, those ridiculous like loads of lap pull downs all these kind of very only one plane of motion kind of bullshit sagittal that's it and you're like nah we were rotating we were doing everything okay which is okay just that's a caveat um and re- people when people start to realize that then they start to move better and probably change their training slightly it doesn't mean you have to be crazy like me and jump about all the time but i think i'm hoping dan would concur that when i hit a golf ball you can kind of see the position and maybe the power and elasticness that I can get into that it does translate into what I like to do, which is golf. Um, yeah. It, it can look slightly easy to hit something about 300 yards of a free wood. And you're like, all right, okay, cool. That's only because I trained for it. Um, yeah. Which golfers do. Lovely. So let's go over bodybuilding principles, Dan. What would you say they are? Um, I mean, high rep, as much volume as you can get. Mainly bilateral movements, just like lift as much load as possible. That's pretty much it. Like we have a slow tempo, control movement. Uh, try to create as much damage in the muscle muscle as possible probably that's like literally mm. yeah the thought process really no real no real thought about um speed of movement planes of motion um all that sort of stuff i think the first principle the first thing i would say for anyone wanting to step away from bodybuilding and do more athletic movements the easiest thing to do straight off the bat which will impact your programming very, very little, but will give you an idea of any problems you have is to go from bilateral to unilateral training. Literally, instead of back squatting, do Bulgarian squats. Instead of doing RDLs, do single leg RDLs. Instead of, you know, doing 
seated dumbbell press do standing single arm dumbbell press. You will soon realize just how many imbalances you may well have, but also how much your body will or how much you'll realize how unstable you are the second you take away one of those weights from each side of your body. Um, that, by doing that, you'll become more athletic just by doing that. I think, again, just from, just from stopping back squatting and doing Bulgarian split squats, you will become more athletic from doing that one, just that one thing, just changing that one thing. Um, going from bench press to doing single arm dumbbell bench press, you will fucking become more athletic. You'll notice it. It'll fucking feel horrible as well. Um, that'll be the easiest thing. To, and, you know, from that point of view, you don't have to change your programming, the machines you use to a degree. Again, leg press instead of double leg, you single leg. Like just by doing that, you will, I promise you, become more athletic and you will have barely changed your training. Yeah. And then once you kind of, it's kind of, there, there is a general rule of thumb, um, mainly for rehab purposes, that we say nail the sagittal plane before you move into the, uh, what's the other one? Frontal plane. There we go. Frontal. <laughs> and then transverse. So we've got to get comfortable in the sagittal plane first and then you get comfortable in the frontal plane, um, which is true to a certain degree. Um, because just people just don't like moving in the in the frontal plane. All those lateral movements. I see Dan like whenever I feel like whenever you do them, you're like, "Look at me! I can do a goblet lateral Cossack squat. <laughs> Lovely." You know, and you're full well knowing that not all of your followers or the ones that are strictly like kind of muscle game cannot do it. And they're like, "This is why you train like this. Your hips don't move." Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it is a hard thing to do. And I think it's it's really, really, really humbling. I've got a lad who safety bar squats. I had him today. We were doing like 160s for five reps. And he's doing like deadlifts, 180s for fives on trap bar and stuff. I make him do a lateral hinge, like walk in. He can't properly do it with a 12 kilo kettlebell just about how he's been trained previously. And I'm like, mm. we need to do more of this, don't we? Because <laughs> yeah. he was so obsessed with getting stronger and he's come back after I haven't seen him for about two years when he went to back to Q8 and he'd been training out there. And I'm like, have you moved like from side to side since you last saw me? He's like, no, nah, we didn't, never did that neither. I'm like, brilliant. All right, good. Take this, move it over there. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. So, no wonder you still got back pain. It's like you're that just don't do anything. Um, so yeah, that kind of stuff. So move moving laterally, I would say, is something to start doing and literally doing it body weight. Start like, warm-ups, yeah. Start with warm-ups and body weight. Don't don't be like, it. oh, we got I've got to load it. No, nah, no, nah, yeah. like just do it laterally and laterally and sit. So you know the benches, I literally will put that as my lateral lunge to touch to somebody's basically they they box squat, but doing a lateral box squat still starts to make that hip move that way. Um, yeah, so I would start looking at those as well. And you'll still get some pretty good kind of glutey pump, quaddy pump as you go through it. Maybe touch some muscles that don't really get moved in that kind of plane of motion as well, believe it or not. Um, yeah. In terms of setting out your programming, just beware. Most bodybuilders or bodybuilding program, the whole splits of doing, this doesn't need to be said, does it? chest once a week how long does it take your body to recover how long does it take your body to recover do you feel like you can do chest again in three days yes then why the hell do you do it once a week mm -hmm. that's insane 
absolutely insane. Do if you're doing five sets of chest base exercises on one day and then you don't touch it again till the following week, that is a week lost. Like, I don't understand. You're not going to make any progress and it's going to be limited. Why not do, instead of those five sets on that, you do three sets of chest on the Monday and then three sets of chest on the Thursday. Suddenly we've done one more set total and we've trained it twice. And so it hasn't, it's still fully recovered. And then you can do the back stuff as well. So you just turn it into an upper day. I am, I hate segmental kind of body parts. It's insane. If somebody does that, they failed you. If you're a general population client, that's not a coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you're still doing that, just, just put it into an upper day. Just do push and pulls. It's fine. Don't understand. Like be equal. That stuff. Um, yeah. That annoys me. But yeah, just move away from that. I say you don't need a particular arm day, really. I'm going to say probably 40% of whatever you're doing in terms of during a row and during a push, um, the chances are your bicep and your tricep will get used. Just saying. It has to because elbow flexion extension happens. So they have to be used. Um, I don't think people realize that. No, no, that's all chest. Right. Did your elbow bend? Okay, probably, yeah, something happened there. Um, it's not just that shoulder. You didn't go straight arm back through. Like, I get it when that's why people got those cuffs to do so their arm does not be, does not be used. Okay, with the, like the cable machine, if it's dumbbell, then do it. Lovely. I think that's the probably the basic principles. Do it every, every three days, I think. That's the principle recovery, principle of training. It's every three days for muscle gain, isn't it? About 72 hours, you should be recovered. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'll just do what I do and just do like full body all the fucking time. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I, I still don't understand. Um, and there's obviously, there's a lot, of, a lot of new coaches out there who might listen to us as well. The whole, stuff, I, I will never understand the scarcity of not training legs. I don't, I yeah. literally don't understand it. I look forward to it actually look if my session my most of my sessions then the main course is some sort of leg based movement split squats some sort of squat or some sort of trap bar deadlift type movement and that is my a1 the thing i'm doing at least three times a week it's yeah. insane i don't understand <laughs> i'm like oh do i have to bench oh are you joking um yeah i don't know if it's just like the amount of effort i feel like i feel like like glute and quad pump is cool uh yeah I should really put some more effort to my body. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and then the, the last thing I just wanted to oh, cut that there. I think people know what we're talking about. Um, do work capacity training. That's what Dan's been doing. Oh, I did one of your minging ones, didn't I? Like I tagged you. Um, like the 40 minute bullshit and doing, I was just like, because I've, I've seen you tag, just like, like post it a few times. And I was like, I'll do this. See what, but I couldn't withstand with just doing the what bike or just a bike every single time. So I had to mix it up with the ski erg. By the way, mm. ski erg is just cardio triceps. Don't yeah. understand what's going on there. It's really weird. <laughs> like doing it for four minutes at a time. Like, and I was just like, and hats off to John Clark. No chance. No chance of doing that for a day. Every time I got on, I'm like, fucking hell, that guy's. <laughs> yeah, insane. All right. Um, yeah, before Dan went away to Dubai, um, people may have caught him on a little live with um, one of the celebrities that went on uh, first dates, right? 
She did, I believe. Yeah, that's. I think that's what she's known for. I think that's what she's known for. So uh, this this lady was on uh, First Dates Hotel, I think, or something like that, with a chap that uh, was very nice. Crossfire, wasn't he? I think it was Crossfire, wasn't he? See, ex army guy, I think. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember now. She's also known as Dr. Amelia Thompson, but yeah. better known for her Channel 4 work. Um, Definitely. <laughs> uh, we've had her on the show before. I think friend of the show. I think we could say that. We both get on with her, don't we? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, yeah, I went on. She asked me to speak to her about um, intuitive eating. Yeah, um, that's what we're going to talk about, intuitive eating. And I'd like to just... Yeah. go and, and on the back end of what Dan is about to say, we can talk about intuitive training. Does it exist? Mm. yeah so basically like it was we had a good chat and obviously i got her to admit that intuitive eating is a stupid name for it <laughs> but no so no we had a good chat about it and, and basically like the problem they've got is it's called intuitive eating now and that's the name stuck in research and it's stuck going all that sort of stuff but obviously the word intuitive is the worst word to use because it means without any sort of thought process conscious thought etc etc and it's actually more like mindful eating it's more like guidance around thinking about food choices and all these sorts of things and the essence of the conversation was around we all have our own different niches we all have our own different ways of doing things um and essentially we're we're both trying to get our clients to the same point which is where they have like food freedom, they don't feel obsessed with food or preoccupied with food or nutrition, they're happy with their physiques, they can kind of eat roughly what they want and, and not really gain weight or anything like that. It's just that we start with our clients at two different ends of the spectrum. Her clients, when they start, come to them and they overanalyze their nutrition, they overthink their nutrition and it paralyzes them in terms of their life and, and, and things like that. Whereas my clients the other way, my clients underanalyze all their nutrition to the point in which it paralyzes them because they feel shit about themselves in terms of their physique and stuff. So it's like trying to meet those people where they're at, give them what they give them what they want, pack it, the package is what they need, basically. It's that whole thing of like, you don't tell them, oh, so we're gonna take you through this really long process. We're gonna get to this point where you're <laughs> gonna be free of all like, you know, they don't want to hear that right there. They want to get over their pain that they're in right this second. So you do that. And you get them over their pain. You get them to that point in the middle where they feel great and they feel comfortable. And then there was a few discussions about like how we market that and how, you know, is it okay to shit on another method and make jokes about it? Because obviously I make jokes about intuitive eating and, it's you know, people are intuitively eating. For example, they're eating cheesecake whenever they want. That is intuitive. Obviously, <laughs> it's not. And I know it's not. And I, but it's still not, doesn't make the joke any less funny, does it? Do you know what I mean? If I know it, it's like, it's, like, it's fucking pointless. It's just, you know, kind of like humor i suppose using humor to connect with an audience again to get them where you want them to get them and whereas if amelia's clientele like she has her own like way of doing it she has her own sense of humor and her own way of doing things but humor's not really going to work as effectively to get that person on board <laughs> i guess just not where they're at you know they're in their heads they need a bit more of a serious tone and a serious way of doing things and i'm sure that as she goes through things she probably does introduce a bit more humor into things and, and a bit more lightheartedness it's just about meeting your client where they're at and coming together and like I said, for the, for the longer term goal of, of getting them where they want to be. And it was just a good discussion around all that sort of stuff, I suppose, where um, there's just more than one way to do it. And there's a lot of people that need our help and, you know, how, how you manage to convince that person to work with you is kind of like, depends on the niche, depends on that. And, um, you know, sort of where I use maybe a bit more humor and a bit more like lightheartedness, it's kind of like not 
that way on, on the other side of the spectrum. And again, that's all to do with continuums of where people are at. Um, basically, was our was our discussion, which went quite well, apparently. So there you go. Yeah, it was nice. I listened for 15, 20 minutes. And then uh, all the, the comment. The, yeah, well, I had to get a train. Um, <laughs> I was actually like sitting. I'd walked from like, I had a little workout at the gym. I just recorded about three, four podcasts with Luke. So I was like bored of like listening to fitness chat basically as well. And I was like, oh, I feel like I should listen to Dan because um, I don't listen to him enough. Or like or take an interest in your work. That's what I should really do. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, my joke, you kind of just brushed over my joke because all of the comments were very serious. I was like, this is a bit serious. I better make a joke. And uh, yeah, immediately laughed, but Dan was like, great. And then just moved on. So yeah. Yeah, because you had to girt me about my duck size, uh, the horse sized shark or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I in the comments I wrote uh, so happy you did your hair for this babe and then uh, put a little kiss. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Bloody hilarious. Right yeah. smile from Amelia. Dan like in ultimate like I am on it. This speaking oh, everything focus, mode. Focus you were so mode, focused. Mate. I was like I was trying to make you giggle. I was like fuck it. Um, yeah, because there was too many, too much serious uh, comments going on. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, there was some. There these, was some serious these, comments going on. I was like, these these guys are taking themselves far too seriously. Uh, <laughs> there was one woman, and she would not stop. She was like, she had proper like, she was not happy about anything I said. Oh really? I mean, but it's always going to happen, isn't it? You're always going to get join, join the club, join the queue, lady. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was. Uh, I didn't um, understand like some of the there was there was like there was one lad that went on there, and then he was like. Ginger beans been around since the mid 2000s, and like because you were saying, like, both say it's quite recent. I was like, All right, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really understand what you yeah. mean by that. Uh, uh cool. Uh, I think a chewer beans actually been around forever because people have just been eating. Um, so I don't exactly. think that's the <laughs> I was like, the concept, maybe, um, conceptualization of it, I get you, but not just like, All right, yeah, tracking calories. I'd say that's a little bit more of a scientific research um, like thing that's going on. So yeah, that's the thing. Is like I suppose that her point was intuitive eating now has there has is research. Sort of, yeah, there is research coming forward about it and all this sorts of which again I, I get and there is, which is great. And, you know, and it and it and I understand that and it's but again it's trying to understand, I suppose the type of person that goes for those studies, right? And it's going to basically, yeah, it's basically, re- research should own, right, because obviously I'm, I'm going to dip into like uh, auto-regulation of intuitive lifting and stuff like that. Research should only like um, kind of form a kind of center around your ideals, okay? It should like, it doesn't mean it is the thing for every single client because we know through all the research that goes out there, the figures and the numbers of how many sets and reps and load. This is one of the one that I come back to and people are like, oh, they won't be able, like a researcher will tell me to do this. So you like 87.5% for six reps and you should be able to do that for four sets of six. And I just know a human being cannot do that. And there'll be certain things that research will predicate but it should research should inform your practice. It should not be the be and all and end all, um, and that's about it. And you're realizing that's when coaching comes in. I'm sh- and Amelia has got a very successful business, and they're is quite successful at being the intuitive eating person. But she knows in heart of heart, she knows, and she has done it. And I'm, I'm, I'm the assumption of she still makes people track 
like some of her clients obviously still track because that's what they need because she has informed practice from the research about that. We take bits, just like I will make somebody do arms, like bodybuilding protocols to get them where I think it is the best thing for them. doesn't mean I think I'm going to be captain bodybuilder man because I know I'm not, but I'm not so blinkered in the fact that I will never use it, that kind of thing. So it's, yeah, it's about meeting people where they're at and, deciding the best practice for them that the person's in front of you and guess what i'm assuming the people who who would come to dan they're not going to but if they did come to dan was like oh, i only want to try and lose weight through intuitive eating dan's not going to work with them you're going to be like well i'm probably not best suited for you i understand the yeah. pr- principle but i can't help i i could help you but i don't think i should help you because i don't that's not my thing just like somebody was like oh i want to prep for a show i'd be like cool, I could write your training, but I think there are better people out there for the money I'm going to charge you. So, and I don't agree with all of it. So I'm not going to give your best kind of person. There's an interest with that, but intuitive lifting. It's a thing. I would, I think, I think the, uh, it's a weird one because I think a lot of people intuitively lift. So I only really track people's lifts for maybe the one A and then two A exercises. I'm truly honest. I only really care about the volume and the load of that. Um, mm. The other, the other thing I think people term is junk volume. I don't like the term because it's all good. It's all good stuff, um, but it's more repetition in movement planes and repetition in uh, like a, just a, a, a movement practice and pattern that I want to happen. Um, and also, I, I track contacts of plyometrics because that is actually important because um, that's got some decent research for. I don't want to break your Achilles. Okay. Cool. All right. Good. Uh, generally, <laughs> realizing that you you walk in and you actually only need about a, a beginner forty to fifty forceful contacts per session is amount amount you can take, and then you start learning it. Hence, uh, I went apeshit when we were in an exos thing. And exos are meant to be like captains of like plyometrics. Suddenly, when we're coaching and learning to coach them, how many contacts did we do in one session? Like oh, one day of a workshop fucking millions and i was like we just learned about contacts and we're doing all of these it's insane yeah um but yeah there's certain things you have to track for a client safety point of view so auto regulation is interesting um and i know helms has done a fair bit on auto regulation of strength training maybe a bit of hypertrophy you kind of lift to what you are that day but i still think you need a ballpark figure which would be your calories i think or your protein goal to work towards mm. if you're going to relate it to that because otherwise you're kind of you i don't know peeing into the wind don't really know what's going to happen um so yeah yeah it's I'd one of those ways it's 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 just understanding those those like you said those elements really and and it's no surprise that a lot of people are very good at intuitive eating like i i even said on the on the on the video i said look i'm 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 a intuitive eater like i'm a mindful eater because i don't need to but I've also got the education and I know the knowledge and I know everything about protein, calories, food choices and stuff. And like that, it's oh, no that. surprise to me. I know that... everything about protein, calories, everything there is. You know them. what I mean? Like, <laughs> the foods I eat. And like, it's no surprise that those that are really successful with intuitive eating have a background of understanding food and calories and yeah. all those things. Right. And, and I think that's the, the key thing for me is I think it was my post I put up. I said, 
mindful eating only works when your mind is full of useful nutritional information. And it's true. You can't do it without an element of education and knowledge. Yeah. So that was kind of my point with it, really. <laughs> Which is the same about training. So that was so, kind of where I was going with it. So it's good. Good discussion. More discussion should be had by opposing people in different mm. views without it kind of resorting to just calling people names and going, you're wrong, that kind of thing. Um, and being able to, especially because you two are friends and it was nice to see different points of view and how you can still work around it. So, yeah. Mm. Whereas, yeah, I don't, I don't know. If I talk to, I don't really get it with bodybuilders. Uh, they tend to just go quiet because there won't be an understanding of uh, like plyometric base exercise and tendon kind of stuff. So. Yeah. But I had a go at one actually who just categorically does like bodybuilding in person. And he was like, yeah, my hips hurting, this hurting. And I was like, is it possible that you've tried to gain mass so quickly that your tendon can't load it? Yeah. It's like, oh, that's possible. It is 100% possible. Yeah. But your tip, yeah, that's probably why that your hip feels funny. Um, but I don't know. Uh, everybody needs a little bit of something. We all need a little bit of everything, and you just go into it full hog. Nice, mate. Any other business? We're 45 minutes deep. Not from me. You. Not from me. Um, yeah. Nothing crazy. So we closed PT Core for the intake, but I believe. We'll be reopening very soon in a new fangled way because we've decided to hit at least you'll be able to do a little one-to-one or one-to-whatever little workshop in a Zoom meeting uh, with myself or Luke basically mm. three times a week now. Isn't that insane on Zoom? So you'll be able to cover any unit. Anybody, anybody's doing the PT call right now. Basically, we have a two-week timetable. It's actually a month's timetable, and we will cover each unit at least twice a month. So you can do it at your own pace, but just check in and have basically tutor mentor time. Lovely, because we are about value. <laughs> or we actually want yeah. people to have good results and be good trainers. So and you know what's the best? Talking to the people who wrote the course and getting some ideas. So yeah, I think that's probably the best thing to do. Sounds like Dan's idea of hell, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Easy as that. Um, Apart from that, obviously go check out Biceps and Banner podcast. I think you're on that one, aren't you? That's your one. My my other one. Tomorrow. Oh really? My other one, PT Collective podcast, obviously uh is out every wednesday annoyingly exactly the same time as this one is out so we might sh- i might shift this to out on thursday so people will get sick of sick of my voice what times when's biceps and banter out uh thursday morning usually thursdays jesus do, do we should we withhold us for a friday i don't know three days of context of content we, we will see oh no oh everyone loves it mate don't you worry about that <laughs> That's the thing about podcasts. You consume in any time you like. Lovely. Um, yeah. That's it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you next week. See you later.